Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number three. On this week's show, we're going big, and by that, I mean we're going to take a look at Royal Caribbean's biggest and arguably most amazing cruise ship they've ever built, Oasis of the Seas. This mammoth ship is as revolutionary as it is enormous, and it has single-handedly transformed what we think of when it comes to a cruise ship. So let's look at the innovations Oasis introduced, things to do and see if you're cruising on her, and its legacy as possibly the best ship ever. I'll also share some of our listener feedback with you that I've received via email, Twitter, and Facebook. So here we go. So joining me on today's show is one of my very good friends, Becky Menken, who's the owner of MEI Travel, which is online at meitravel.com. And I invited Becky to join us to talk about Oasis of the Seas because not only has Becky had a chance to cruise on the ship, like myself, but she's also had the opportunity to star, actually, in one of Royal Caribbean's commercials. And by star, I mean she was in it for about two seconds. But that being said, it's two more seconds than I've ever been in a commercial. So welcome to the show, Becky. Thank you so much, Matt. And you're right. It really wasn't me, quote unquote, starring. It was my hair flip, actually, that goes around as someone else is running up the stairs. But I'll take it. Yeah, well, I will, um, I will place a link in our show notes to the commercial in question that awesome. Becky was in. And it was very cool. It was right, when, it was right after Oasis came online, right? Yeah, it was actually filmed during the previews of Oasis. Uh, we were lucky enough to be invited to check out the Oasis before she went out to the public. And we spent two glorious nights on the Oasis. And lucky enough, we were able to actually stay in that loft suite, which, of course, is one of the reasons I'm so excited about the design of, of these ships. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, Becky, was, you know, why Oasis of the Seas and its sister ship, Allure of the Seas, has become such a huge success. Because even if, though it's been online for a couple of years now, you know, the ship is still, you know, one of the most, if not the most exciting ships in Royal Caribbean's mm-hmm. fleet. And people are just talking about it constantly. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, Becky, is if, you, if we go back to, say, the Voyager-class ships, which were in itself an innovation for Royal Caribbean, mm-hmm. you know, and they were, you know, what they were, great ships. Um, and then the next class was Freedom-class. But, you know, Freedom-class, not taking anything away from it, I do love my Freedom-class ships. They're just... They're basically larger Voyager-class ships, right? They just took Voyager-class ships, kind of like, you know, (laughs) gave it steroids, a lot more space, a lot more amenities, and same thing. But Oasis, not they they really just, like, started over, and this was really, I think, its strength, is that it's not just a copy of what was before. They really took the best elements of different kinds of ships and added their own innovations. That is an understatement right there, because basically Oasis and its sister ship, the Allure, when these came online, not only were they floating cities that were heads and tails above what the Freedom Class was, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think that those were around 168 gross tonnage, where these went up to 220. So, I mean, it really was a huge uh, step forward in size and amenities. But it really did become the, the point where the ship became as much of the destination as the places the ships were going. Right. So they came upon this neighborhood concept and places and things for people to do to keep people on board the ships. And you're right, people can't stop talking about them. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the neighborhoods because I think this really is the major innovation that's really under-mentioned. Because what they really did was they, they added a bunch of neighborhoods and they said, okay, whatever, you know, it's just different themed areas. Right. But it really does help make the ship seem smaller. And, you know, there's seven distinct neighborhoods on the Oasis class, uh, Central Park, the Pool and Sports Zone, Vitality at Sea Spa and Fitness Center, Boardwalk, 
Royal Promenade, the Youth Zone, and the Entertainment Place. And you know what? They're not only they very, very unique areas, and they have their own feel to them. They're also they. It really helps break up the ship. It's not just you know a huge mall or just a huge you know conglomerate of, of cabins and and stuff slammed together. And I, I'm a really I really think they did a great job with it. And I wanted to ask you, Becky, what are some what are you, what's your favorite neighborhood on Oasis of the Seas? Probably the one that made my jaw drop when I walked in, and that's Central Park. Yes. When you first started looking at all of the concept art and the designage that started com- coming out from uh, before it actually launched, you sat there and you looked and you went, well, there's some greenery in there. There's a couple paths. You know, that looks really cool. But when you get on board and you walk into Central Park, it really is a tranquil gathering place and you feel it's very quiet and the the path kind of slowly works its way through the entire neighborhood with little cafes and things on the sides and some water features and you really forget that you're on a ship it, it i would say that is probably my favorite out of all of them there's no question I, I would be lying if i said i enjoyed any other neighborhood more than central park i think like you said it's that amazing innovation again what royal caribbean they call it the wow factor right it's you know bringing the wow to their guests but you know it's really that ability to go into somewhere and this is something you've never seen before an outdoor space that has greenery like you know central park you might find in new york and i'm on a smaller scale mind you but it's it's really amazing and it is use the the phrase jaw drop and i think it's absolutely appropriate for when we're talking about central park here because i remember my first cruise it was uh, on Oasis. That is a balcony view of of Central Park, and that Ugh. was it was it was an amazing view. And I, you know, I really enjoy it. Like, the boardwalk. I think is beautiful, and the promenade is really cool. And you know, the other areas are really really nice. But at the end of the day, I really really enjoy just spending time in Central Park. Whether you know you're just sitting on a bench enjoying it, or on a balcony, or just walking through, maybe eating at one of the many 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 restaurants <laughs> right. that that's on board. That brings us to the dining aspect, because on uh, the last episode, Becky, we were talking about how I really feel like Oasis of the Seas revolutionized dining for Royal Caribbean, because it really took the notion, especially to restaurants, and just, you know, let's see how many restaurants we can put up there. And it really changed, you know, how many specialty restaurants can be on one ship. So what was your experience coming into this? Because I think, like me, prior to, to going on Oasis, you know, you've been used to a sh- cruise ships that had two, three specialty restaurants at the most available to you. So how did this, what was, what was your reaction when you first saw the dining options available to you? Wow. <laughs> it was really <laughs> wowed. Uh, because there were a good mixture of not only dining experiences that were included in the charge, but there were also the specialty restaurants. But it, it was a good balance of both. So, you know what? You go on some of these cruise ships now, and it feels like there's just one main dining room that's included in your fare, and everything else is $55 per person or more. This was one of those locations where the specialty pieces and the add-ons weren't all plus-ups in terms of cost. So you could really have a great experience, not do the same thing every day, and Mm -hmm. not have to spend additional money. Or you could choose to go to some of these really fancy places like 150 Central Park, which, of course, is their highest level of dining, which, of course, has also a a chef's table, which I have to try when we go back. I've (laughs) got to try that. And, of course, it has all of the, the typical... Royal Caribbean staples that are familiar and so wonderful, like chops and so forth. But there are just so many choices. And again, it loops back around to making the ship its own destination. You don't have to leave and go into port if you don't want to and experience another dining thing, another entertainment, other pieces and parts of different neighborhoods. You can do everything within seven days and not do the same thing twice. 
you're right about that. There's so many great options. That's what I love. I love variety and I love choice. Knowing, maybe I'm not going to eat yeah. it all of them, but at least I know that I have the choice to. And yeah. if I change my mind, hey, it's something different to try. Exactly, because if you're you know out of a show or if you've been out down the casino a little bit too long and you feel a huge hankering for a slice of pizza, you know that you can go up to the promenade and there's going to be Sorrento's there to, to grab your slice of pizza. Or if you just are coming from the pub, which is not too far down, and you need a slice of pizza, it's right there. There's- How about the uh, those roast beef sandwiches at, at Park Cafe, dude? Oh, that yum. that that is living right there. You know, and I got to tell you, that was one of the, the big surprises because that location has some of the longest lines of any of the locations because it's so popular. I love, love, love that little cafe. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Central Park. It's all about Central Park in the end. Yeah. And even into Central Park, the greenery. And I was so amazed that there was this wall of greenery that just goes up to the sides of the ship. And it's it's real. It's not, you know, this is not fake stuff <laughs> into the open air. So that whole Central Park vibe is, is again, that, that relaxing, tranquil location with canopies of trees and little places that you can sit and relax if that's what you want to do. And I think that's what they really succeeded with with the Oasis is creating a place that everybody can feel is their ideal vacation. Absolutely. So, and, and the other thing, too, about Central Park that you mentioned, having a balcony that overlooked I have a tough time helping myself and some clients who have a tough time deciding whether an ocean view now is better or that Central Park view because yeah, it's a tough call between the two. Yeah, honestly, I'd pick Central Park or, or even Boardwalk over an ocean view balcony if I had a choice between the balconies. I just I think the it's it's a, it's a really cool perspective to have on your cruise vacation. And if you look also at the boardwalk, which you were mentioning a few minutes ago as well, that has so much energy and that whole area, that whole neighborhood comes a lot, especially with all the entertainment that goes on back there, including the Aqua Theater, which is one of my very favorite places to hang out and have an adult beverage. (laughs) They have some great adult beverages back there. But one of my favorite locations for a... A cabin is actually those aqua theater suites with the balconies that are on the very tips of the ends. So you get the view of the aqua theater, you get the view of the boardwalk, and you get the water view off the back. So if you're looking for a, a mid-level suite to enjoy all of those phases, that is one of my very favorite types of accommodations on board. Yeah, let's talk about some of the cabins because the there's a lot of different staterooms that are available. We mentioned some of the balconies that are available, but really the one I think that stands out the most are those loft suites and in said commercial that we talked about earlier that was the cabin that actually you were checking out for yourself how awesome are these loft suites and and try to play this down for me because i'm going to be tempted to book something immediately after this because they look amazing and i'm hoping you're going to tell me it's really not that great because they just look amazing so if I try to sit here and say they really suck, you're not gonna you're not gonna catch on to that because I, there's no way that I can tell you that anything was wrong with them. I, all right, here's the only negative about these loft suites okay. is that you have to get your bags up the stairs to to the bedroom area. That is the oh, only downplay no. about the whole thing. Other than that, wow, you you're in a New York apartment. You you walk in. There's a living area which is a, a very nice large space that of course leads up a staircase. Leads up to a loft bedroom that overlooks that space and it's floor to ceiling windows that have this beautiful view of nothing but ocean or or whatever you're facing they were just completely mind-blowing amazing jaw-dropping my only other problem with it is that my the time i sailed in it was only two nights i need like a seven night sailing in one of those oh yeah oh yeah you have to 
Speaking of innovations, Royal Caribbean really, I think, changed a lot of things with their technological innovations that they brought to the ship. And two that really stand out to me, one is the Wayfinder, the LCD screens that help you know what's happening and which restaurants are full. I think that is brilliant. You know, it's basically they, they install these 42-inch plasma TVs that are on their side all along the ship, and they're interactive. So you can go and not only, you know, browse, say, the cruise compass, but also check out, hey, you know, how busy is Park Cafe right now? Can I get a roast beef sandwich? Or am I better off going perhaps to, you know, the Windjammer? So it's it's right. always, I think, I think that's really, really cool. It was really smart of them. Because I know that when somebody came to Royal Caribbean and said, I have this great idea, or whoever in Royal Caribbean said, I have this great idea, let's build a behemoth ship that is going to be 220,000 gross tonnage. Someone went, oh my gosh, we have some challenges. And that that is one of the best innovations. And of course, they are located in all of the, um, uh, right outside the elevators, usually on every deck. And someone was asking me, I don't understand, is this a screen that plays? I said, no, think of it as a giant iPad. And on that <laughs> iPad, you, it's a touch screen, and you can move things around, and you can see various locations on the ship. You can even say, you are here. I want to go to uh, Giovanni's table. You hit a little button, and it will show you the most direct route to get there. It really was a, a brilliant move on their part to come up with something that will make it less intimidating to get around the ship. So let's talk really quickly before we wrap things up here, Becky. What are some things that you're going to recommend to somebody who's going on Oasis of the Seas for the first time? What are things that they need to know about before they get on board? Besides the roast beef sandwiches, of course. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great tip right there. Park Cafe. Just one. Oh, that, here's, here's a little tip that I'm going to throw out there because a lot of people don't know you can do this. But the cupcake cupboard, that little place that has all the yummy, scrumptious cupcakes, yep. they actually do decorating classes. That yes. you can take. You sit down, you pay, a, it's a very small fee, and they teach you how to decorate cupcakes. And I don't mean just decorate them, I mean you can make puppy dogs and kitty cats and giraffes and all kinds of things. And it really was a fun thing to do. So there are those types of activities that are going on all over the ship. For someone who hasn't been on the ship before, don't let the size intimidate you. Because like you said, they did such a wonderful job of creating these little neighborhoods that don't make it feel like a big, huge ship. A lot of people have been very intimidated thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to be on a ship with 5,000 people. You really don't realize you're on a ship with 5,000 people the way it's laid out and with the different places they go. So keep your mind open. Make sure to make all the reservations that you would like to really, really go to before you go because they do fill up, especially a lot of these um, specialty dining and the theater as well. Some of the shows you have to pre-book or book as soon as you get there. And that's probably the biggest one because a lot of people don't understand that piece. Also, there's a couple other little tips and tricks. They've come out with some really cool dining packages that save you on those specialty restaurants if that's something you want to do as well. Or you can get uh, three dining, like park, uh, Central Park dining packages for, I think it's around $70 per guest. It includes the Italian place, 150 the Central Park, and Chops Grill. So there's little tips and tricks to help you save money and get the most out of all the experiences that are available. 
Yeah, some great tips right there. Absolutely. Very good. I will, of course, link in the show notes to some other tips about Oasis and Sister Ship Allure. This is so much of it is very similar, so they can be applied to both. And before we get going, this is now, Becky, you're the first guest we've had on this podcast, but. Oh, no. This, yeah, you're, but you're starting a trend because with all guests, I'd love, we want to get to know our guests a little bit better. So I'm, I'm going to ask you some quick questions about how you like to cruise on Royal Caribbean. And so just say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. <laughs> Matt, I know you too well, so I'm slightly frightened right now, but, but go ahead. Shoot. It's all good. All right, here we go. Favorite restaurant on a Royal Caribbean ship? Oh, favorite. I have two, but I'm going to say Chops Grill. Okay. Preferred drink while on a Royal Caribbean cruise? <laughs> a Bailey's Butterball. Bailey's Butterball, okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, I won't now. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite port of call to visit? Ooh. Oh, that that's a hard one. I'm going to go I'm gonna circle around and say, you know what? I like Labadee. It's hard to go wrong with those Labadoozies. Am I wrong? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Favorite song on the radio or your iPod, or in your case, a droid today? Oh, probably These Small Wonders. These Small Wonders. That's uh, Jason Mraz? No, it's... No, uh, I know the guy. Uh, Matchbox 20 guy, right? Yes. Yeah, Rob yeah, yeah. Thomas. Rob Thomas. There you go. Yeah. I actually I heard that. that about four times today, but that's one of my very, very favorite tunes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Becky, for joining us and helping us out and talking about an amazing ship, Oasis of the Seas. Thank you so much for having me. Ever since we started this podcast, I wanted to make sure that your feedback, your comments, and your thoughts were an integral part of this show, and we're going to continue that with some shout-outs. First of all, to Twitter, we had some great feedback on Twitter from some of our best listeners, including Bryce Griffler, who's actually just back from a cruise on Radiance of the Seas and gave me some great feedback on his cruise. Gabriella KB, who wrote, listened, loved it, and reviewed it on iTunes. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that, Gabriella. And Sean McNamara, who had an idea, says, loving the new podcast, a possible show idea, wading through the many promotions offered by Royal Caribbean and travel agencies. And I think, Sean, that's a great idea, and we should definitely do a show about that in the future. Back to emails, uh, Peter from Scotland wrote back again and said, regarding our specialty restaurants episode, we never use the main dining room, not even my time. We prefer to do our own thing. For us, the great thing on Royal Caribbean is having a fabulous stateroom, hence the grand suite. Okay, cost a dollar and a half, but we reckon it's worth it. Well, can't argue with the grand suite there, Peter. So it's obviously you're taking advantage of that, and that's awesome. And the best thing about Royal Caribbean, again, is everyone can do whatever they want. You want to eat in the Windjammer every night? No problem. You want to eat in your grand suite? Well, Peter, I'll be on the same cruise as you, so I can eat there with you, but we can do that as well. That's what flexibility is the name of the game. Lastly, Robert Vanover emailed us and said, if you plan on doing ship reviews, please consider Freedom of the Seas. Robert would love to do Freedom of the Seas. It's one of my favorite ships. I've been on there a couple times. Actually, I know someone... I have in mind to come on here to perfect person, in fact, to talk about Freedom of the Seas with me. So we'll definitely be doing that on an upcoming show. And hey, we want your feedback as well. So I encourage you to send me your thoughts as you listen to the podcast by tweeting us, posting a message on Facebook, emailing us, or just posting a comment on the site. If you think I'm wrong, tell me. And if you agree, <laughs> I like hearing that too. So let me know about that as well. On Twitter, we are at the RCL blog. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog, where you can email us, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, or call the Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256, and you never know, maybe we'll play your voicemail on the show as well. So, until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs> 